Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. I hope you've been having a wonderful July and uh, kind of in the spirit of some of the things we have been celebrating in the month of July here in the United States uh, is uh, Independence Day, the 4th of July, just the last couple of weeks. We've been celebrating this and uh, celebrating our liberty and our freedom, and we're thankful for it. We're thankful for our country. And uh, something that came up on my heart in connection with this is something that uh, we deal with quite a bit um, in, in terms of bondage. You know, there's a lot of natural bondage out there. There's a lot of natural tyranny and things of that nature. And we're so thankful for those things that God has set us free from in that regard. But something that we got to really pay attention to are the spiritual bondages. Because you can, you can get rid of every natural chain, every natural cage, and still be in complete bondage to spiritual things. You can be in bondage in your mind. You can be in bondage in your heart, in your flesh. And true freedom only comes from Christ. True liberty only comes from Jesus and the freedom that he brings, the the liberty that he declares to the captives and becoming free from the bondage of sin and the bondage of fear, which is a big part of what we're going to talk about today. The title of today's Verity Vitamins is Liberty from Death. And I want to talk about this for just a few minutes, what it means to be free from the fear of death. Uh, Something I mentioned in one of the recent podcasts I did entitled The Pyramid Scheme is the uh, Galatians 5.1, the passage that talks about stand fast, therefore, and the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free and don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And so one of the big forms of bondage that we see here in the scriptures is the bondage of the fear of death. And over here in Hebrews 2, verse 14, it says this, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. He said through death. He destroyed him that had the power of death. So Jesus went through death. (laughs) He went through it so he could destroy the one who had the power of it. Do you see that? And it's an interesting picture here because, yes, he went through it in the sense of he endured it, but he also went through it in the sense of a bullet going through something. Are you listening? I just have this picture in my mind. You know how you watch some of those slow motion clips Jesse and Luke, you'll enjoy this. Uh, Some of those slow motion clips of people shooting a watermelon and and you see that bullet just go through that watermelon and just kind of make it explode. Well, Jesus went through death, but he also went through death. Are you listening to me? He went through it. He busted it wide open is what I'm saying to you. He went through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And clarifies what he's talking about exactly. And it says, He did this to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now we know that fear of any kind is bondage. And Jesus went through death so that we could be delivered from the fear of death. And uh, you could say he went through the belly of the beast and came out victorious. But... 
I don't know if there is a fear that's quite as strong as the fear of death. Um, you know, you can almost trace just about every form of fear back to the fear of death. I mean, I guess you, you could say the fear of pain is a big one. Yeah, that's true. And some people would, would choose death to escape pain, and they do in some cases. But really, death isn't just about lights out for somebody. It has to do with irrecoverable loss, losing something. Um, and and I, w- I would even venture to say, in a lot of cases, people are more afraid of other people's death than they are their own, in a lot of cases. I mean, especially if you're a born-again believer, you know you're going to heaven, you know your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Um, you know, I mean, if you went to heaven, all your problems are over. But the fear of living with loss is one of the huge forms of the fear of death that keeps people in bondage. And it keeps people from stepping out and doing things that the Lord has called them to do. It keeps people from entering into new relationships because they're afraid of of loss in that thing. They're afraid of heartbreak. They're afraid of something. It's These are all forms of death. And, and people are afraid to, to go to another country or do something. They're afraid to step out and do this thing because of the fear of death is bondage. Now, I talked about in the podcast I just did the importance of being led by the Spirit and, and the connection that that has to being preserved. But this is another thing we got to talk about. We don't want to live in bondage to the fear of death. We don't want to live in bondage to the fear of the enemy. Why? Because Jesus went through it, so we wouldn't have to. I, I mean, Jesus went into the belly of the beast and busted out of it, went through it, faced it, defeated it, and he went through all that. So we could be free from it. And I don't know about you, but that makes me not want to be in bondage to it anymore. That makes me not to want to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage that he went through so much to break me free from. To to make it so that I wouldn't have to live in the torment of the fear of death. And two things I wanted to point out to you in this episode today that I believe helps set us free from the fear of death. It helps us stay free from the fear of death. I, the reason why I say it that way is because the Bible says, if the Son will make you free, you are free indeed. And he also said that if you continue in his words, you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So there's truth that causes us to be free from the fear of death. But also, again, we got to remember that it's our job to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And two things I believe that will help us and assist us in staying free from the fear of death is, number one, knowing that God loves you. Are you listening? Knowing that God loves you. Somebody, if you want to, say it out loud. If you don't want to, well, don't say it, but I'm going to say it. Say it out loud, God loves me. I'm going to say it again. God loves me. My father in the faith, Brother Keith Moore, preached a message probably about 20 years ago, at least, and simply entitled, God Loves Me. And I listened to that message four times in a row, I think, when I was stranded in the John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York 
when I was uh, about to go on a plane to go to Israel in uh, the summer of 2013. And I didn't know it, but I, when I left my terminal from my, my uh, arriving flight, I, I wasn't allowed to go into the terminal of my departing flight until the whole group was there because Israel's got some very touchy security, you know, clearance things that you got to go through. And uh, so I couldn't go there. So all I could do is ride the tram in between the terminals. I was like in terminal purgatory. You know, I was in airport purgatory for like four hours. And all I could do is just ride this this tram for four hours. And there were some interesting looking people you know, in New York. And I remember at one point I walked out of the airport and I was like, maybe I'll walk around New York because that's a good idea. And so I walked out of the airport, looked left, looked right. And I was like, nope. And I turned around and went back in because I was like, this doesn't look good. So we're not going to do that. But uh, I listened to that message over and over and over again. And it did something for me in that moment where I was being attacked by a spirit of fear in that moment. You know, the Bible says that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That has to do with being quiet in your heart, a quiet heart, a, a peaceful heart, a heart that's at rest in him. And that's the spirit that God has given me. But there's a connection between that and knowing that God loves me. He loves me. He hasn't forgotten about me today. He's thinking about me today. He knows where I am. He knows what I'm doing. He knows what I'm dealing with, and that gives you confidence. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. And one of the biggest revelations that will set you free from the fear of death is simply knowing God loves me. My Father loves me. The second thing, though, that will help to set us free from the fear of death is to set our hearts on eternity. To set our hearts on eternity. And this has to do with perspective, having a heavenly perspective, realizing that what we're doing right now is the shortest thing we'll ever do. And the most important thing is to accomplish the mission that God has given us on this earth and to bring as many souls into the kingdom of God as we can. You know, the Lord pointed something out to me the other day. I was driving in my car and this thought just came up to me and I believe it was from the Lord. You know, this is the only time in all eternity that we will live side by side with unbelievers. Chew on that for a second. This is the only time in all eternity that we as believers in Jesus will coexist with those who don't believe in Jesus. When we're in heaven for eternity, we will be with people who also believe and worship Jesus. You understand? This is the only time that we will ever be side by side with people who are not believers. And that's why we want to do everything we can to bring as many people as we can into the kingdom of God. That's the big goal. But we, we need to have more of an eternal perspective and realize that this is so short. And when this is done, it's done. And we've got eternity without sorrow, without pain, without grief, without death. And that's our future. And the more of a heavenly perspective we have, the more free we will walk from the bondage of the fear of death. One thing I wanted to mention to you before I close today is uh, something came up recently 
with some people that I was familiar with and some circles of uh, some people that I know. And uh, somebody uh, was uh, somebody went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly. And uh, I heard about what happened and how it happened. And, and it wasn't somebody I knew well, but uh, it, it bothered me. I, I started to feel bad and I started to feel bothered. And right in the middle of that, the Lord spoke up in my heart. And he said something to me, not in an audible voice, but a still small voice on the inside. I believe the Lord said to me, Ben, feeling bad for them is doing nothing for them. I had actually said to somebody else, oh, I feel so bad for them. And the Lord got a hold of me and he said, Ben, feeling bad for them is doing nothing for them. And that was a revelation to me. And, you know, I thought about the scripture that said uh, to weep with those who weep. And I felt like the Lord pointed out to me, he said, there's a difference between weeping with somebody and feeling bad for somebody. Because weeping with somebody has to do with coming alongside of them and bearing that burden with them and picking them up and helping them and sympathizing and empathizing with them. That has to do with helping them. You know, doing something for their sake. But just sitting in your house and feeling bad for people, what is that doing? What's that accomplishing? It's kind of like how Jesus said, how are you going to add anything to your life by worrying? Well, feeling bad for somebody never did anything for anybody. Compassion will move you into action to do something for somebody. And and, and even praying for people, being moved in intercession and travail and praying for people, that'll do something for somebody. But just feeling bad for them isn't, isn't going to do that. And, you know, that's another thing. You know, people walk around feeling bad because people are dying and going to hell. You know, we do need a wake-up call sometimes, you know, about eternity and about people dying and what's happening to them. We do need a wake-up call to shake us out of our little, you know, kind of routine and, and, and make us aware and sober in some things. But at the same time, you got to be careful because you're not the Savior, and you have an assignment, you want to accomplish that assignment, but there are going to be people who reject the Lord and are lost. And that doesn't mean we just say, well, forget them all, it doesn't matter. No, we do everything we can to bring as many people as we can into the kingdom of God, but you can't walk around with that burden on your shoulders all the time. You can't walk around full of care and full of sorrow all the time. Why? Because that's not doing anything for them. Compassion will move you to share God's love with people. Compassion will move you to show them the truth, to preach the gospel to them. Compassion will move you to pray and intercede for the lost. That'll do something for them, but just feeling bad and sad all the time isn't going to help them. So what's the point? You got to be careful about some of these things, and what that can do is it can turn into fear. It starts out with feeling bad, and then it turns into fear. And that's why the Lord, I believe, checked me about it and said, hey, don't go down that road. Don't go that way. That's not going to help anybody. And so what we're talking about here is not yielding to the fear of death. And something I want to point out to you here, the last verse I'll read to you, 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 3, uh, he talked about 
comforting other people in their trouble and their trials by the comfort that we ourselves are comforted by God with. But in verse 9, he says this, We had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver, in whom you trust that he will yet deliver us. But watch this part. You also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. So he said, you are helping together by your prayers. So again, feeling bad for people doesn't help them. Uh, Getting afraid of death doesn't help people. But you know what does help people who are going through things? Heartfelt, faith-filled prayer and compassion that leads to action. Those things will help. We don't serve death. We don't bow down to death. We're not going to be slaves to the fear of death. But we are servants of Christ. And by His help, by His Spirit, fueled by the love and the compassion of God, with eternity in our hearts, like Ecclesiastes says, we can overcome the spirit of death.